welcome to episode 74 of my podcast on August the 18th. Hope you're doing well. I thought um, I'd make a slight change to the podcast titling um, and intro because I want to add the date to it because I figured that that would be an easier way of searching in the future should um, I or anybody else want to head back to any kind of date then uh, what fun we can have being able to go through and do that. Um, I also want to uh, mark a little achievement and it is a little achievement but at the same time it's a great achievement and a big one um, so the podcast software I use Anchor it gives you a, um, uh, an, uh, uh, stats how many people listen to each episode etc and then it estimates it guesstimates your listenership and I think it takes like the average listeners of the past 30 days or something or the average plays per episode or something like that anyways I've just gone up by 25% in my average listeners as of today. So that's big news. 25% is obviously a huge percentage. And it reminds me very much of um, a book that I read called Factfulness, which is a brilliant, brilliant book, and I highly recommend it to everybody. Um, At its core, it basically means, it basically talks about how um, a lot of people think things are getting worse in a lot of ways, but actually the facts are that things are getting much better in most ways. Um, But obviously the media and the newspapers and everything, they present facts in a skewed way to give you the wrong impression. So the book is basically about understanding and not being hoodwinked by facts, but actually kind of reading between the lines and understanding when a fact is impressive or useful and when it's not. So right there I said... Um, you know, I've gone up by 25%, which sounds really impressive, and uh, that's big. But of course, the real question is, well, the context, from what to, you know, from what to what? So here comes the big reveal, or the small reveal, depending which way you look at it. I've gone from four regular listeners, estimated, to five. So of course, four to five, in real terms, is not a lot. It's one person. Um, but 25% sounds much more impressive. So that just reminded me, me that, you know, one should always uh, make sure that one understands the context of any fact when it's been given before rendering judgment on whether it's a good or a bad thing. Um, in this specific case, it's a wonderful thing because you're listening to this. Maybe you're one of the regular four or five. Who knows? Um, but I thank you massively for spending your time with me because, you know, this podcast if you read oh, how to make a great podcast, in fact, I talked about this a bit yesterday. Um, one of the key things they'll talk about is the audio, you know, getting the right microphone, etc. The other thing they'll talk about is, especially if you want to build the podcast up and get a big listenership, it's guests. You must interview people and have guests on and whatnot. And whereas I'm not adverse to that in the future, um, this podcast, the, the idea behind it isn't about necessarily getting big numbers. In fact, I'd be surprised if it does get big numbers because... Basically, it's just me prattling on and talking about my thoughts and my day and what have you. Um, So, you know, I never really expected that many people to listen to it. I hope that in time more people will listen to it, but only out of kind of a more general interest, because as my profile rises, um, I, you know, hopefully I get my music to more people and my writing to more people and therefore more people are interested in finding out a little bit more about me or the way I'm thinking or whatnot, then I'm hoping that that will raise the listenership. But the way I always kind of compare it to, and this is something I want you to think about if you're ever in business or thinking about raising your profile, um, is the idea that anybody or brand or 
what have you, who has quote-unquote made it, and by that I mean they've made a success for themselves in some sphere that has enabled them to elevate their profile in the general public conscious. Um, kind of whatever they put out there, it doesn't really matter in the sense of people will respond to it anyway because they've already got a platform. So the hugest case in point will be Elon Musk, for example, on uh, Twitter. Now, obviously, there's a guy who um, has achieved a, a massive amount with his companies and is incredibly innovative, etc., etc. Um, but if you if you listen to his if you watch his Twitter stream, you know he can say the most mundane things and they'll get retweeted a million times or whatever um, because he's got that profile. Conversely, you know when people talking about brand names and band names for musicians as well, you know. Any name is basically rubbish until it's kind of famous. In the sense of, so if you think about it, Apple is a terrible name for um, you know a tech company. Well, it's a terrible name for any company, um, apart from the fact that it was already done by Apple Records before Apple Computers got on it. But nonetheless, however, now Apple obviously has this massive connotation. And, and as a band, let's say Pearl Jam or Pink Floyd, those are terrible names. They really are. But the connotations are that they're great because obviously they carry so much weight behind them. So this is my roundabout way of saying that no one's, everything is rubbish or no one's interested until they are, and then everything sounds great and people are interested even when it's not kind of thing. So that's something to, for me to bear in mind. It's something for you potentially to bear in mind. I don't know what it is that you do or if that impacts in your general way of thinking or what have you. But um, yeah, there's a, a couple of little thoughts there for you. But to the... The five odd people, the regulars, I thank you so much because that's just awesome. And one of them probably is my wife, so that removes 20% of my audience. Um, but the other 80%, I don't know who you are. I'd love to know who you are. So do come over to Twitter and let me know at Romeo Crow because I'd love to know it. It would really, it would, it would be awesome to know. Of course, that's not to say that only five people listen. Um, some of my episodes, one, this doesn't take into account YouTube and two, um, you know, some episodes have hit double digits, I believe, of listeners um, on various channels. So, you know, there are a few more than the four or five, but I really, really appreciate everybody who listens in whatever capacity. So thank you very much. Um, and now to get to the regular uh, broadcast. Um, so today, again, I was working, um, I actually had a per training session again this morning with Abdel. I haven't had one since Thursday and I really missed it. felt very sluggish very heavy, um, just, yeah, just not, although I was feeling strong a couple of days ago when I was in the playground, um, I noticed that I haven't trained for kind of five days and I missed it, and that for me is a really good feeling because it's not one I've really had much before, I've not really missed training, whereas, you know, I'm really missing it now. Had a good session, lots of pressing, um, and uh, a few curling exercises, so all upper arms and chest um, and it's making a difference. And if anybody is interested in a fantastic personal trainer who obviously works remotely, I mean, he's a Moroccan guy currently based in Russia, and I'm an English guy currently based in Italy. And through the power and the wonder of the internet, we make it work. And it works really well. So if anybody's interested, I would highly recommend him. So drop me a line on Twitter and I'll happily share his deets um, for you because I think he's fantastic. But nonetheless, it was a good day, way to start the day. And then... Uh, it was also a bit slowed me down on account of I didn't train till nine. Sim was at eight. I trained at nine till ten. And then by the time I kind of got my acting gear and had a bit of food after and whatnot, it was 11 before I started working. So 
trying to get myself back on top of things. Happy to say that the, the, the guys on Audience Ninja, the team, you know, they're, they're on top of stuff. So this is great. So now I'm almost looking for things for them to do, which is brilliant. Um, and always looking at a, a few, um, was looking at Grip the Sky experience actually again today. Now I've got a bit of time to do that, which is brilliant. It's exactly what I wanted. So I tweaked a few things, improved a few things, and made a note of the things that I need to do before I can release it. And basically, I think it's changed one thing on CSS. Don't worry about what that is. It's kind of like programming, but not. Uh, but I need to change one thing on that. And there was one thing else with an email, domain sending. Basically, it means that if you do anything and you get an email from the site, it looks like it comes from me rather than the manufacturers of the site, basically is what it means. And I'm having trouble configuring that. And then I've got two videos to record for it just like you know talking to the camera and then it's run it's done it's ready so i'm super excited about that it's so close and i want to finish that this week like really going to finish that this week unless any major um you know urgent panic thing comes in from any clients uh, so that's really cool and also i started going through retraining myself or not retraining training myself on music get myself back into the idea that i'm going to be making music soon so I bought a couple of plugins, which is like software that extends the capabilities of your recording software. Um, I'd had my eye on some for a while. I've used them before and I bought them the latest versions a couple of days ago. And um, if you're interested, they're plugins by a company called Isotope. Isotope, but with a Z. Um, and they're super, super cool plugins. Really, really cool. Basically, hopefully will make my life easier and make my mixes sound better almost with one touch of a button. So that's super cool. Um, but what I've been doing to get myself back into training there, there's this awesome website called groove3.com. Groove and then the number three.com. And they make tutorials on basically everything to do with music production, or at least so I thought. Although I found out today they also make tutorials on music theory, on playing different instruments, all sorts. And they've got a massive library of books that you can read online as well. Um, yeah, it's just immense. So I've got an annual subscription, which I paid something ridiculous like $100 for in November in their Black Friday deal. But I think it's only 150 for the year anyway. And if you're into music, I cannot recommend it highly enough. There is just a phenomenal amount of content on there. Very good quality. Still teach you everything you want to know about anything. And they do, you know, there's about, I don't know, you know, 10, 15 videos just on those plugins that I bought couple of days ago on the isotope ones that I bought I mean anything you want basically is on there so that's really cool I just started a music theory course with them um, before I progress on to their jazz theory course because I really you know I can feel it in my bones I'm getting closer to being able to get back to music and that makes me so happy um, and so you know this is also partly my way of pushing myself towards that because seeing these things bringing on more knowledge and understanding of my tools and my technique and my theory um inspires me massively to you know to want to get and do this so fingers crossed we're heading in the right direction and uh, there's going to be the grip the sky experience soon then i'm going to finish um, a blind eye to love the album and turn that into an experience uh, which will be a big project but that'll be really cool and i'll be writing new music oh it's gonna be so cool i'm, I'm super looking forward to it so um yeah that's me that's how i'm feeling today maybe a few things that i've shared with you that might be pause for thought for you hopefully it's of use i don't know whatever i'm gonna now have my evening because it's kind of early kids just gone to bed just had a shower so i don't smell so bad it's half nine 
So a bit of time to probably go and uh, lie in bed and read uh, some more of the Sharp novels. Oh yes, if you don't know, I'm working my way through the Sharp novels by Bernard Cornwall. He's, um, I think he's, yeah, he's British actually, although he lives in Canada, I think now. But anyway, if you don't know him, he wrote a lot of books, but including a series uh, on a character called Richard Sharp, who's a soldier during the Napoleonic Wars. And I think he's done about 24 books on Sharp, and I'm starting a few months ago, and I'm, I think, on 21. In fact, it's, it's Waterloo. This is the battle right now. They're all very historically accurate, very accurate. So you kind of chart not just Sharp, but the Napoleonic Wars. So it's kind of like a history lesson as well, which is really cool. And I'm thoroughly enjoying them. Um, and if you're more into watching, then they did a whole series of kind of film, TV films with Sean Bean from the 80s or early 90s. For, uh, for about 15 years or something and they've covered most of those stories what knowledge I share with you eh don't you think it's worth listening for this long wow what brilliance um, champion thank you so much for sticking with me today and I will look forward to sharing thoughts updates hacks whatever I can think of with you um, with you tomorrow take care of yourself speak soon and rock on bye